0: Welcome to the Human Guides podcast. On the Human Guides program, we provide important human-centric information to humans of varying levels of importance. I will be your designated unimportant person today, Peter. Dearest listeners, from all the emails, snail mails, and slug mails you've been sending me, I know you've spent some time worrying I apologize that you have not heard from me in a while, and I'm very deeply sorry for any of you that have been adversely affected by my absence. I've been broadcasting every week dutifully like normal, but just yesterday I realized that I forgot to take the lens cap off of the microphone somehow. I feel like a right idiot. To make it up to you, we're going to rerun those episodes in the order they were originally aired. Consider this an extra bite at the delicious apple that was season 2. Consider this the beginning of season 2.5. I bring to you today a parable of a local band. It's been edited carefully to remove any lesson or lessons contained therein. Hopefully, since I'm not attempting to teach you anything, I can release this episode regardless of the fact that my teaching license has been revoked by the local governance. So, on with our story. In the summer of the year 2017, four high school students came together to form their first band. They were destined to have their first public performance during a late August Saturday afternoon at the county fair. The local fair board held open auditions in the month and judiciously decided not to offer them a spot. But, as luck would have it, Through an act of clerical negligence, the band was accidentally invited to play as the final band to take the stage on the second day of the fair. They scheduled one day of practice, but spent most of the session arguing about their official band logo. The session ended with them freehanding a rough figure of a dog in brown spray paint on their bass drum. Just a few days later, the time for the performance had come. First upon the stage that day would be the Northern Bluefish, a local bluegrass number which had played the fair multiple times and attracted dozens of concertgoers reliably every year. This year was no different. They played their songs for their spouses and children, and they all thoroughly enjoyed it. The lead singer even seemed significantly less drunk than the year before. Second up was an a cappella group formed by four local high school students called the Longtones, the long-tone set included a few short, spoken-word poetry readings, and though they weren't particularly good, they weren't particularly awful either. The third band was a solo act, a middle-aged gentleman in Birkenstocks and long, beautiful, chestnut-brown hair. He introduced himself as Alan, and played the acoustic guitar while he sang. Though every song sounded much like every other song, He got a bit choked up during a song about his recently deceased pet cat, and the audience unanimously decided it was an okay performance. Finally, it was time for Dog Chocolate to take the stage. Three young men took the stage to muffled and unenthusiastic clapping. The drummer removed the tarp from atop the drum set and took his place at the stool, Immediately, he began clicking his drumsticks together to count toward the start of the first song. Click, click, click. The drums started up, but trailed off into silence as the vocalist and bassist shot evil looks at their over-anxious drummer. The bassist was still plugging in his bass. The singer was a young man, with a sparse and patchy puberty beard. He was wearing tight-fitting jeans and a black Dead Kennedys t-shirt, with a fox racing baseball cap atop his head. The bassist was wearing red polo shirt, khakis, and an oversized monster energy drink baseball cap. The guitarist, whom was only now taking the stage, was wearing black gym shorts and flip-flops, with no shirt at all. The drummer was the largest of the group. A husky young man with long brown hair, glasses, and an orange t-shirt that had the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup logo on the front. A mic check was performed by the vocalist, then the guitarist, then the bassist, and then by the vocalist again for some reason unknown to the audience. The drummer apparently didn't need a mic check and was carefully reviewing something on his smartphone. The vocalist finally spoke up, his voice full of forced and uncertain excitement. Hey everyone, my name is Alex and we hope you're uh having a good time. The vocalist, now known as Alex, looked to his bassist, which mouthed something to him. Alex put his hand over the microphone, but was still clearly heard by the audience, albeit muffled. What? What do you... Oh. Alex removed his hand from the microphone, and caused a bit of feedback, which elicited a groan from the audience. Davey says that if anyone's seen his little brother Chad, uh, to tell Chad to call Mom right away. Alex looked back to his bassist, and got a thumbs up in reply. All right, Alex drummed up all the enthusiasm he could muster. We are dog chocolate. The guitarist came alive with a sloppy but serviceable pop punk riff for a few measures and then slowed his playing as the group all craned their necks back toward the drummer, who had apparently missed his cue and was struggling to get his phone back into his pocket. The guitar playing stopped. The audience groaned but was overtaken by the sound of more feedback from the microphone. Alex, with his face red with embarrassment, leaned back into the mic. S-uh, sorry, w- we are... The guitar riff started again. Significantly less sloppy this time. We are dog chocolate! Alex screamed it, his voice cracking slightly as the drum started up. The bass came into the fold, and their first song began in earnest. Though the levels were off and the vocals were difficult to pick out against the incredibly loud three-chord progression of the guitar it was clear the song was about having a really good Call of Duty killstreak. At times, especially near the end, the performance actually almost sounded like music. Once the song had finished, Alex, now sweaty and visibly tired, spoke up again. We are Dog Chocolate, and, um, we have Davy on the bass. Davy replied by thumbing a few slightly musical notes on his bass and bowing. And Jake on the guitar! Jake responded by playing an alright-sounding D chord really fast a few times. And we got Big Brian on drums. Brian yelled back angrily, audible over the murmur of the audience. Nobody calls me that anymore. I'm just Brian now, Alex. And then struck his cymbal once. Alex flinched as he was corrected, but still pressed on. And I'm, uh, I'm Alex, and thanks for coming out tonight. We got two more songs for ya. A slightly different arrangement of three pop-punk chords from the guitar started up again. This song was significantly more advanced. It featured a bass solo, and near the end, a guitar solo. During this 40-second guitar solo, Brian the drummer once again managed to get on his phone and missed his cue to bring the song back into a close. The entire last verse of the song, which was apparently about a girl named Rebecca and how much of a B-word she was, was drowned out by the bassist and drummer arguing. The song finished, and eventually, so did the argument. All right, uh, thanks for coming out, Alex said nervously. He was drenched and sweating now, his hand shaking a little bit around the microphone. That one was called B-Word Rebecca, and, uh, just for the record, Rebecca and I are talking again, so she's not really a B-Word, uh, but the song's a fan favorite, so we kept it in. Alex removed his hat and placed it down beside him. He took a sip of water from a water bottle by the mic stand. He ran his hand through his sweat-soaked hair, trying to maintain composure. We've got one final song for you. This one's called, uh... There was a few seconds of silence. Alex looked around to his bandmates for help, and there was no help to be found. It's, uh... Alex's voice had taken on a particularly wavering and pitiful tone as the audience actually seemed to be paying attention for once. His eyes became wide. Um, uh... Alex reached into his pocket and in complete silence took out his phone, scrolled about, poking at the screen for about 30 seconds, and then finally announced, It's called Blame the Controller! He hardly stuffed his phone back into his pocket as the guitar began again. This time, an occasional fourth chord was thrown in to make everything much more interesting. Perhaps they were finally warmed up, or maybe the song was just more their style, but the song sounded very much like actual music. They held it together for a few minutes, then eventually the bassist shot back an angry glare to the drummer and yelled at him. "Keep in tempo!' Davy shouted, audible over the other instruments. "'Screw off, Davy!' replied Brian." as his drumming very obviously struggled to keep tempo. Though in the middle of a chorus about lag being bullshit, Alex wheeled around and shouted at his bandmates, angry that they were screwing up his best song. Stop it, guys, barked Alex. Apparently, Brian finally had reached the end of his rope. He stood up and whipped his drumstick at Alex. Alex attempted to dodge, but tripped on the microphone cord. Attempting to save himself from a nasty fall, he half fell and half rolled into a nearby stack of speakers and knocked them from the stage to the dirt below with a thunderous crash. The few people that were near the stage scattered. Brian flung a second drumstick at Davy, who slapped it out of the air expertly. The drumstick flew from the stage, bounced off some metal stage scaffolding, and flew to the side of the seating area, smashing the glass on a popcorn cart and spilling its popcorn contents all about the ground. All of the pigeons in the area immediately began to waddle towards the mess. Alex managed to get back to his feet, just as Brian had finished storming off the stage. Brian clumsily hopped the chain-link fence beside the stage and continued to walk angrily off toward the parking lot. Davy the bassist, Jake the guitarist, and Alex the vocalist stood for a moment in silence and looked at each other. The audience had mostly dispersed. There were a few family and friends out there in the seating area looking quite confused. Everyone had noticed Alex's mother was audibly sobbing in the third row. Brian's parents had left ahead for the parking lot. Davy's mother was actually clapping, having missed the last song due to a bathroom trip, and only having arrived back to the area just now. I, uh... Alex was holding his microphone in a white-knuckled grip. We are, we are dog chocolate, the audience groaned audibly as Davy and Alex began to remove their instruments. I'm, I'm sorry about what the drummer did, um, he's not in the band anymore. Alex looked to his two remaining band members, who at this point were no longer paying attention. I'm sorry about the, uh, speakers. Alex looked around at all the unhappy faces in the crowd. I'm sorry about the popcorn maker thing. Uh, Alex now stood alone on the stage and raised one hand, palm out towards the audience. We are Dog Chocolate. You can follow us on YouTube and Twitter at Dog underscore Chocolate. Um, he stammered for a moment. I'm sorry for everything. Um, but we're we're actually, we're Dog underscore Chocolate 2000 on Twitter because, uh, dog underscore chocolate was taken. Thank you. Alex lowered his hand and stiffly walked off stage, still holding the microphone. He reached the end of the slack in the cord, realized his mistake, and walked stiffly back to the mic stand. Dog chocolate, uh, thank you. Good night. He tried to play it cool. He put the mic back into the stand. He took a deep breath. Dog chocolate, follow us. Thank you. Thank you. You've been great. He delivered his final parting words, and stiffly walked off stage, hopping the same fence as Brian, and robotically marched out towards the parking lot. Thank you for listening to Human Guides. I've been your totally human host, whom wasn't recently abducted for an unknown reason, held and tortured for months, and then released with microchips implanted in my brain. Peter. If you enjoyed or disenjoyed this episode, please contact us at totallyhumanwepromise@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Our intro, outro, and complimentary music was provided by Starlab Arcada, which has never gotten into a band argument due to the hive mind in which they all inhabit. Love you guys. Thanks for listening, and until next time, thank you. Th- thank you, everybody. You've been great. Um, have a good night. Sorry. Sorry, sorry about the thing.